Hi guys, welcome. This is a bit of a different one. Usually I've tried to do this podcasting every now and then. This is probably the fourth time I'm doing it now. But you know what? Let's get into it. This is a new thing. It's called Last Thing I Saw. And first week, we're going to talk about mid-90s. And I got boy Joe. Not seen Joe in time. He's one of the most knowledgeable people I know when it comes to film. He's a scholar, athlete, full package. He's here today. Persuaded him to come out. We're going to talk mid-90s. Joe, tell them about your film and everything, or oh, your, your film um, review, please. How you doing? So, um, yeah, I'm Joe. Um, I've got my own Instagram, and uh, basically I've got a homepage where I review films, but the Instagram's called at the Cinemascope, and basically I'm just re- doing small reviews on, on there and then give links to the full reviews of certain films that I've shown. So I've got about six, seven full reviews, and then there's a few more on my uh, Instagram page, so give it a follow, at the Cinemascope. Yeah, so just little small reviews and anything film-related, film news, cinematography, colour palettes, all that type of stuff is all going to be on there. Exactly. But I'm even I'm going to put your page on there, I'm going to put the picture on there. It's concise information, it's bite-sized and it's knowledgeable. So if you don't want to listen to my biased bullshit, you can listen to his knowledgeable bullshit and I'm going to put it on there. Your stuff's not bullshit, I'm just saying that. Uh, right. Midnight is, for people who don't know, it's uh, Jonah Hill. The fat guy from Alter Throgan's comedies, the guy who says fuck a lot, it's his directorial debut. He's uh, slimmed down, he focused, he went to, he called it a film school, it really pretty much is. He studied, he's worked with Franco, he's worked with De Niro, he's worked with, um, how forgot his name? How's, how, like, best director ever, he did him um, pretty much DiCaprio's movies, How's Wolf Wall Street, how forgot his name? Does he? Yeah, 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 flipping. I just forgot that again. What's his name now? Who? What the director? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How forgot his name? Is Mike that his... Yeah, Mike Scott says it. Yeah, sorry, you lagged out for a second. So I thought you said Joe Pesci. Then I was like, no, nah, not Joe Pesci. No. Yeah, Scorsese. How forgot that name? Yeah, he worked with Scorsese. He's had a lot of experience, and he should put it to the table. And his brought mid nineties. Mm-hmm. It's a film based in the mid nineties about a kid who. Pretty much wants to be cool, wants to fit in. He's got an older brother sort of bullying him about, he's giving him a bit of mental and physical abuse here and there, just bullying him. Sees a bunch of skaters and like anyone else at that period thought they were cool and wanted to join in. So just mm-hmm. sort of gives them, gives them to peer pressure and that we get a nice little hour and a half nostalgic film about it. Would you Definitely. kick us off? What do you think of Midnight? It's like right off the bat. Well, it's, it's a, so this was the first film I actually reviewed and it's on my hub page and basically it's just a coming of age drama, isn't it? And yeah. it's a real nostalgic, real 90s feel in a film that's created in 2018. The way it's shot, mm. everything about it is to reflect what the 90s was like in LA and this skate scene. And for someone who really knows nothing about skating in myself, the culture and all of that, I'm really interested in it. And I think even if you don't know anything about skating, it's definitely still a film you'll enjoy. You look more like a you look more of a skater than I do. That's the irony of all this. But it, the thing about I love more most about Midnight is when that first trailer came out, is it's the aspect ratio shot in. I don't want to say yeah. it's sixteen three. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's, 16, it's four by three ratio, sixteen millimeter. Sorry, four by three ratio. People don't get aspect ratio. When you watch a film and you see the black lines on top and the bottom, that's the aspect exactly. ratio. But for yeah. this one, it's reversed. So if you if any anyone's here watched like a lot of like really old like Simpsons episode or in America they have this thing called Days of Our Lives that's been going on for years. Aspect ratios used to be different. They used to be on the they used to be on the left and the right and they used to be real thin. 
And in the nineties, skateboarders used to use a lot of um, like tape cameras, and tape has an aspect ratio in the far right. Jonah Hill did that and went to the max with it. It's like he took the last film camera from the nineties and just made like a whole two-hour film that somehow just greased up, looks amazing, looks crisp, and the audio is just amazing. Yeah, he, he really made a film. Video into a film. It's really a film that you don't see nowadays because Fuck no, yeah. you can look back on older films and it's a lot of and many films can be filmed in this way and you look at old footage shots of skaters in the nineties and it's all like this. So the fact that he was able to go so in depth about about creating it that way and he sticks with that through the whole film as well. It's not just it's the consistent. aspect; it's the is yeah, it's consistent and it's the realism and the realistic natures of all the themes within the film. So costume decor. Music, all that type of thing, all reflects uh, what the nineties was like in LA. It's do you know what I love the most about this film? It's even the music. It's um, he was I, I was watching interviews when he was like, I'm Jason Morris to ask him for um, for uh, his release so I can put it on this so I can put it on the uh, on this film. He chose a lot of songs that a lot of people now like you know with samples and music. So I remember watching this film and I was like, oh, you know that Kanye West song? I was like, yeah, there was a song before that Kanye West song, and that's what he sampled. Yeah. And that goes over so many people that weren't, obviously, I'm not saying all, but obviously weren't 90s, 90s kids. And that's like how real and raw this film is. It's some, it's, a, it's almost a story that was before all of us, you know, it's a story before time. Like, it's like how people say Star Wars is a story in the past. This is it. This is it. This is, he picked a point in time and he made it this year yeah. and he wrote it this year. But I've never seen anyone write a period piece, especially in the 90s, not too far out, that was more authentic to the time that didn't yeah. come out of the 1990s. Totally agree. The score was uh, made by Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor, who are famous throughout throughout uh, social the network. It is social network. Uh, they they, oh, they man, do everything. So Jonah Hill says the fact that he could get them on his on the score was just massive for the film, and it really added That's to it. Insane. And it's all about Jonah Hill's music taste reflecting the nineties as mm. well. So you've got like you've got a tribe called Quest, and then you've got Morrissey, all in yeah. like this massive like. Um, um, unreal music and score of a, of a film. It's, it's brilliant. Really, really great um, music choice, isn't it? Would you reckon about, I'm going to go straight into it, this is directorial debut, it's his first film. Yeah. How have you found that as his first film and how would you like put it against like someone else like him who's acted for years and like, like Bradley Cooper's the first one I go to because Star is Bond's his directorial debut as well. Yeah. But how have you found this film like as his first film? Um, for me, I thought it, it showed so much potential in filmmaking because yeah. he took, a, I think it's a really original idea to do considering the time that he's done it in. So he's taken an aspect of history not long, not long ago he, as well, either and he's taken what filmmakers would have done in the 90s and done it in the 2018. And he's kind of like mashed that together in a way which I think is really original that you don't see nowadays. So if I'm going to compare him to, say, a Bradley Cooper, because I think A Star, a Star Is Born is a great film. A, yeah. Star Born, a Star Is Born is a remake. So, uh, that's a good You know point. what I mean? So really I think point. originality is massive. So um, it's a great film, don't get me wrong. I think Bradley Cooper's great at acting and directing in it, and it's, it's a good film. But for me, I do prefer originality in films and mid 90s is one of the most original films i've seen for a while i was excited for this film for so long before it came out not even because i was skateboarding but because like the only other film apart from this that was like an original piece i was like so excited for was um ex machina it came out yeah. years ago because that was a uh, it was it's something it's rare to see a trailer that's not like um sonic or batman 
yeah. or something like that. It's like so original, and uh, and you're just thinking, I wonder what's going to happen here. Funnily because enough, even, I've got a full review of uh, Ex Machina as well on my hub page. If people want to check, I need to speak about it. I need to. We're going to do about Ex Machina next, yeah. and I really want to speak because I love that film, but I feel like it doesn't get a lot of praise. But it's there's like so. I think we're at a point now when we've sort of really pushed the boat. So with like, no one's really doing original films anymore, except like, well, of course, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like paraphrasing, but like Nolan's really doing original films like yeah. big, in a big way. But then like everyone's sort of doing, like the last few Alien movies, the Prometheus movies, original movies. Yeah, but for, adapted from Alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's also nice to see, because obviously you, you yeah. mentioned Chris Nolan. Chris Nolan does really original films, but he's got yeah. such a big budget. Such a blockbuster, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's these little original films that are independent yeah. that create a big impact cool. on a small budget. And the fact that Jonah Hill is this person who... Everyone saw this comedic actor really changed yeah. the game. Really changed his game over the last ten years, doing films like Moneyball, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, True Story, things like Don't that. See Moneyball, and it's like, it. and it's really interesting to see how he's done his direct, the directorial debut, and it's how how passionate he is about creating this certain uh, aspect of, of of history. Really, it's changed, hasn't it? He? he was such like a like I love Jonah Hill. I've watched every, everything except I think Accepted is the only thing I've not watched. And Moneyball and a couple of them, and you see how kind of it's come on. But now we're sort of through this phase now where he's like really found himself and he's put himself into, and I keep seeing photos with him out, like you know, with like with like um, Kendall and Tyler and these people. I'm like, that's the, that's just that's Joan Hill. You know, that's who he was on the inside, and for his first yeah. piece to come out like this, and he made such an independent film that was such a like a sleep. It's not a blockbuster. It's not a sleep blockbuster hit because it wasn't a blockbuster, but it was such like a mainstream. Such yeah. like a mainstream because so many people. Oh, whenever I put a picture of Midnight's up anywhere, oh, I saw that film. It was so good. Have you seen it? Yeah. From people that would never expect to see that film, it's become one of those films now. That everyone sort of um, kind of recommends, and which leads me on to my next point is a lot of the a lot of um, what's helped this film kind of get pushed out into the culture is a lot of the people in the culture, so a lot of people know. So he made this film with a group of people called Illegal Civilization, and they're um, a bunch of skate kids but they've never really done film and the person who pushed them into like kind of um, he, picked, he picked, pretty much picked them off the street yeah right? yeah well. he did he'd um sonny cool i can't even say his name but the main kid sonny Dulwich. yeah he's just a skate he skates he skates him like um in the middle of nowhere and he worked to get in and he kept trying to get people here and there for different roles and um i think he tried to get um earl sweatshirt from odd future for like one of the roles yeah. couldn't get hold of him but he knew these other kids were in a group called Illegal Civilization. He used to hang out with So he got them. And their leader is this guy called Mike Alfred. And he's like a he's a filmmaker also. He films skateboarders, but he also wants to go into cinema. And the only other person that gave him a shot besides John Hill was The Rock in their show called Ballers. So he gave wow. and they made an appearance in Ballers. And after that, they were like the, the the movie game was like the big game and they were in there making movies. So didn't know that. that's that's something that I, it's just something for me personally that's so much what I love about the film is. Whenever they make a thing movie, and when I say thing, I mean like like a like a football movie, like Shaolin shot Shaolin is it Shaolin soccer? That's like a the only other football movie I could think of, or like um the football hooligan, I can't think. Green Street, Green they're Street, like yeah. yeah, they're all right, and then they get kind of like part to the side, and you see them in the bargain bins. Skateboard yeah. movies, you always find them for free on YouTube. It's just kind of like yeah. something that came out and randomly. But this was a thing movie. This was a skateboard movie that was so authentic that people loved. From like the from a culture perspective, people were like, yeah. back in this movie, it was doing so well. And for your first movie to hit that level of like, I can't think of what other film came out around about that time period. I don't know about that. I think it was in we got it well later here, but so many movies came out and we all went to see Midnight. It was like fifteen of us I went to see it at the same time. Yeah. 
never well, that's interesting because like I I've only really caught on to it of the, the last few months when I was really? I really got into film and stuff and I obviously knew about it but I only I watched it I watched it only uh, what about three to four months ago and like it's interesting because as you say like you're fully immersed into that culture you like you skate a bit and all yeah. someone who really does has no no um, affiliation with it or whatever. It really got me intrigued and intrigued. after I'd seen that, I was really interested and really intrigued into it. And it's and films become a massive part of my life for the last it's year or so. I've, I've always loved it, but really, oh, really, yeah, we all had mad conversations about it. So I know you're. Yeah. But um, but yeah, the, the main thing for me was the authenticity that he did and the fact that he picked up skaters from the street. So you've got yeah. Mikel Smith, you've got Olin Prinat, you've got Sonny Sulich, who um, uh, three actors mm. that are in this escape group, and it just really adds to the authenticity of it. And their acting skills were, were top-notch, really were, like, especially Nikel Smith for yeah. me. I thought he was amazing. That's the thing with this film. That's, like, I've got a really good point I want to ask you. Is like, um, like, just, like, on the side, there's another film that I really, really want to speak about soon, which is um, Uncut Gems. And that was another thing where they've used they've used like authentic people. Everyone, most people in that film have never acted before, and they just in it uh, straight away. Like, but then they did what they did in this film, where they, where they got people from that sort of culture. They got Kevin Garnett. Everyone was like, "This is a big guy. He's a big actor." I love Kevin, but I just I, I, and he was great in that film. But obviously, it's going to be there's, there's a difference between seeing someone in like a like a supporting role in a film, but rather mm-hmm. than seeing him carry a film. I don't know if I could see him fully carry film in the future. I could be wrong. I'm probably gonna yeah. maybe happen. That's, it's an, that's another interesting thing, though. So, so um, mid '90s has these like uh, yeah. actors who've never really acted before, but then it also has some fairly big ones. Like you got Lucas Hedges and Catherine Walters, oh, yeah, shit, who, who are who are they're big actors, but you you might think that they like would struggle to fit in with the independency of of this film, but they're cast perfectly. They play the roles, but especially mm. I think. Luke Sedge is great, but Catherine Watson, who's done like um, Fantastic she's done Beast. the Fantastic Beast yeah. films, yeah, she really fits in really well. I think it's I re- right in my review. I think it's yeah. probably the hardest role in this film because you manage to feel sorry for her when she's a bad parent, and it's kind of like this weird, weird feeling you get towards her where she's where I think her acting's fantastic, where you do feel sorry for her, but she doesn't really, she's not really a great parent, and it's this mad, mad feeling that you get. It's, it's crazy. That's what I mean. It's, it's it's written so honestly. Like the yeah. how many times you must see? I must see at least like thirteen. You must get like at least thirteen majors like scenes in that film, and every single one of them felt felt like it needed yeah. to be in there. Like they could not have trimmed that those scenes down. Even like little things like when he's going to steal steal the money from a purse, <laughs> from a purse, and then his mum comes back and come. Everything just fits perfectly. And if anything, these big actors in a way, it's just they're being even they're not, but they could in some in some scenes they're just being carried by these kind of just first timers, which yeah. to the question: Do you would you see these people acting again in the future in any like in something else in the future? I, I really hope so, but it doesn't like especially as I was spoke about briefly before. Nakel Smith, like he's I've not seen him in anything else. He's done a bit of music uh, afterwards, I think, but yeah, I've not cool. seen him in anything else. And it's really it's really surprised Sucks, me, doesn't it? He's the, the talented, and he just need to. Yeah, see so talented. I hope so. That, the, the scene when he's speaking to Sonny, and it's uh, it, it, Sonny's having a bit of a, a, a bit of a crisis at the yeah. time, and he's talking. He's almost hypnotic in the way he's speaking, and his facial expressions, and the way he's talking. It's it's amazing. It's some of the best acting I've seen. I feel like that's it's just such a perfect like it's just such a perfect recipe. You get because a lot of these things that there's a conversation at the beginning when they're in the skate shop and they're talking about like um things are like kind of like um, in school and sister and what's it like going through Beverly Hills and he's talking about him being black and stuff. Like 
ironically, this stuff happens to these people. Every A lot of the stuff that's spoken about, like school and wanting to make it, and some of them are semi-pro, some of them are pro. Like Nikhil's like, he's, he's, he's part of Supreme. These guys are huge. But they still face a lot of that stuff every day. And I think you yeah. can give, you can, what is it now? I think there's a line that Jonah Hill said at one point. He was like, you can teach an actor to skate, but you can't teach us. No, you can teach us um, an actor to skate, but you can't teach a skater to act it was one of the ways but it's the one that makes yeah. sense and that's where i feel like it was the perfect way you got these people that, that genuinely live the life that they're talking about they're, talk, they're talking about um like yeah. about struggling to walk through beverly hills and there's a bit where it's talking to like a homeless guy and it's telling him about how um, yeah. um yeah. you can make money through skating and stuff and anyone in any in any film could just write the one line yeah you can yeah. make money skateboarding but he just gives a speech that you, I just know it's coming from deep, like it's this speech about like, how it's, really it's also got some some really deep themes as well. So like, Massively, it, yeah. it really stresses a theme about who you take influence from in your life because you have these group of skaters and they've all got different things that they're talented at, and and especially Sonny is this. He's meant to be a thirteen year old kid in this. Um, in, in the movie and he it mm. really stresses the thing about who you take your influence from because you've got Mikel Smith's character is it it's Ray isn't it yeah it's Ray who is really it's trying Ray. to make it out of out of LA to get to make money through skating and go on tours and things like that and then you've got fuck shit who's Ray's best friend who's also a talented skater but doesn't care he doesn't give a, he doesn't give a shit he's just and, and it's about and you see Ray and fuck shit as their best friends but they start to come to blows because Ray just can't be around his negative attitude anymore and he's just going nowhere with his life he just wants to party and, and see girls basically whereas Ray actually wants to make it out and it's about who Sonny kind of Sonny is obviously the, the, the small uh, what's yeah. his character in the Sunburn. film? Sunburn they call him Sunburn uh, yeah Sunburn and basically he it's about who he takes influence from and Ray becomes pretty much his father figure in the film and it's it's really interesting. Even like I just something that it bugged me when it first because I'm a big thing with movies is ending uh, endings and I just that uh, I wanna see some sort of a happy ending. It doesn't have to be happy, I just need to see like some yeah. sort of closure. The film never gets that. And yeah. it, that was the first, before it came out as the first thing I heard that there's no real closure. But then you watched it and it it's it makes sense. Like it's that's a, that's part of the authenticity of the film. It's you know, like your like you say, Fulcher just wants to party, see girls, just you know, take drugs, chill, whatever, drive. Yeah. Um, Ray wants to make it. There's that sort of something they have to come to terms with. It isn't always like in life. That's not that's not always going to be solved. They're not always going to be happy in the end and shake hands and be like, "Hey, you are right, Ray. We should all yeah. be like that." There's no agenda. There's no. It's just the reality of it that some people do drink and drive and fuck yeah. up for other people. Some people don't care about each other, but there's. They're always going to care about each other in the sort in the sense that they're all friends and everything. But yeah. a lot of shit in this happens. There's no, there's no shaking hands in the end. There's no hugging. They're just kind of moving on with the day. They watch a skate video, and it ends like that's that's literally it. That that is just the perfect representation of life. It's midnight. It's even in mid. It's in is picked one certain day or one certain week or month on their lives showed it and then let the story go on it's yeah. and that's what i love the most i feel like a lot of movies go wrong in this in the way that they have to there's got to be not obviously all movies but certain movies like this where it's a character study there's got to yeah. be closure there's got to be an end yeah. there's got to be something and this just did it did just just did like an honest portrayal of what happened to one kid and his influence and then his journey back from influence to kind of be himself and that was you also see his character arc massively through the film so he starts with this fairly shy kid doesn't really have any friends sees his skate see oh that looks interesting 
and then he gets involved with them and you see him just get com more confident as the film goes on and the way he's, he's, uh, his attitude towards other characters change because he, he's originally really good friends with Ruben and then Ruben's obviously a younger a younger guy in the skate group and he's jealous of Sunburn because he's getting all the attention and um, it's it's a, from I think Sonny Sonny Sulich who plays uh, Sunburn. He was only eleven when the film was made. That's crazy. He, he, was, he was eleven when he the, they were uh, shooting, and it's it's, it's an amazing portrayal uh, of that character of such a young person who's never acted before. It's crazy. That's what I was thinking. It's such like a relatable film for a lot of people. To it's one of those films where we walk out and like, it's like, oh, you're 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 definitely Sunburn. No, no, you're. And yeah, it's yeah. not even. It wasn't even like the one friend group. He was like, I think I went to watch Star Wars in December and we were, I was sat outside of a friend and you watched Midnight. He was like, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, you're definitely with Ruben. And I was like, it's just, it's yeah. one of those things that just happens. It's such a relatable story that everyone watches. And <laughs> it could be two minutes, it could be 20 or two hours of it that you watched and thought, yeah, true, true. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I can, even if you have zero interest in skating, it's the story of friendship and camaraderie that really yeah. comes through deep. Man, how was that his first film? I'm, I'm always, that's always gonna puzzle me. Out. He's such a talent. He's, well, you can just see his talent from, 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 from the way he's changed yeah. his characters in, in film and the way yeah. his acting's changed. Because like he, he went, obviously, everyone knows him from Superbad, and that's mm -hmm. his main thing. And don't get me wrong, Superbad's an amazing film. I absolutely love it. And then he just managed to change his. And you can see, you could see if you look at old interviews of Jonah Hill, you can yeah. see how frustrated he used to get with the media and all that oh, because. Yeah. Because of the the way he was typecast as this comedic actor, and he wanted to be a legitimate actor, and he really he really managed to change his uh, scope in terms of cinema and film and acting, and it's really interesting to see where he's at now because he's been in some absolute blind had an Oscar nomination like not yeah for Moneyball that, yeah, was it Moneyball, how do you beat typecasting he beat typecasting that's just in like Harrison yeah. Ford can't even beat that that's the thing with Jonah Hill and it was um. He said that a couple of times and it's always stuck with me. He was like, I went to the best school ever, the best film school. I studied at the school of Scorsese and at the school and at the school of this and Tarantino. Now, like he had like a little bit, like a little role in Tarantino, like a little like two minute role as one of the Cluxmen. And then yeah. he was in it was in Wolf of Wall Street with Scorsese. And then he was in 21 Jump Street with Chris and Chris Millen for Lord. And he was just he's had such a crazy, varied career. And yeah. a lot is lucky that a lot of these films that he's been in, even though he might have not the only award, they've won the award. So these are films that have been on, they've had the green light, they've been on the path to success. So he's seen what worked. He's seen so many things that worked and it's built so many connections. And he yeah. kept waiting and he waited until he kept, he got to the right point and then directed his first film. And yeah. that's how I felt about Bradley Cooper as well. Like when he did him, started one, even though it's an adaptation, it's, I thought I was surprised that was his first film. I thought he would have. I thought he'd be those people that... Yeah did like 10 TV episodes, directed episodes of like Law and Order or something a long time ago mm -hmm. and then did that. But that's that's what I mean. This is just, we live at a point now when some of these actors that you, you think are typecasted, give them a few years and they're building yeah. towards it. That's what John Boyega is trying to do now with this production yeah. business. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's midnight, is it? Anything else you fancy? Like, Would you say it's a perfect film? Because I, I wouldn't say it's perfect. I really, really want to say it's perfect. I really do because I was ex yeah. waiting for so long but I still think I could, not me personally, but I feel like the ending needs more. The ending needed more. I get exactly why I did it, but yeah. the ending needed more. Maybe, it just... I like it. For me, I think the the negative for me is the some of the characters are not yeah. developed or fleshed out as much as I wanted them to be. So you've got there's two there's two examples I've got. I, bet, so I, know, I know which one, Ruben. Yeah. that's Ruben. it. That's what I was gonna say, Ruben. So, 
he's basically uh, Sonny's first, um, well, Sunburn's first yeah. first friend in the film. And then he kind of gets jealous of him and you don't, his, his character isn't really fleshed out. You, yeah. you hear a bit about his background, about how he's got an abusive mo- a mother. But other than that, he's not really fleshed out enough and you don't really understand why he starts to hate Sonny so weird. much. Uh, or and it's kind of a weird one, that. And I, did, I, didn't, I, don't, I didn't really, I would like to have seen his character developed more. Mm. Also, mm. also his brother, um, uh, uh, Ian. I would I like to have seen why he's he's obviously a very depressed, very lonely. No, he's got no friends, no and friends, he's a bit older, and he's got no. They've got no dad, and that's obviously hard, and all that type of. But again, his character is never flashed out enough to see why he hates his brother so much. It's kind of a weird one that, and I don't really. I I would like to have seen them characters fleshed out as much as the others were, but that's the only negatives I think I have of the film. It's funny because that 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 not Ruben one that um, Lucas Hedges character, his brother. Yeah. It's got me thinking now because there's a point in the film because every time you see him in the film, he's on his own. He's never with people ever at all. No. Like even when he's outside, he's on his own when he gets confronted. But then in the end, he sort of comes around when he sees his brother in the hospital bed and shares a juice box with him. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I get why he's doing it, but it just it's such a weird like turn that it's it yeah. just it just feels like I know that's written. I know I get like if if I was in this position, you know, my brother was here or whatever, I'd look at him and I'd you know say I'd maybe start like having a go with his friends or whatever. But yeah. the guy just like fully was like, "Yeah, I love you now. That's it. It's over. Don't hate you anymore. We're sharing." Kind of a weird, yeah. yeah. It's kind of kind of that scene felt. Even though Lucas Hedges is acted in that scene is brilliant because they don't speak, yeah. but you can see what the the changing persona on his face. But mm. for me, it felt a bit forced that scene because you've not fleshed out his character enough for them him to suddenly change. And I get, as I said, like you said, I get why he did it for a bit of closure on that part of the story. But I thought that scene was a bit. Oh. it's the other one is Ruben big time I agree with the Ruben thing so much because like right off the bat he's he's, he's like the um, he's the vehicle he's the MacGuffin in the beginning of the film the yeah. guy who everything centers around because without him he wouldn't have got the skateboard or the yeah. ability to come hang out with him I just feel like it, the film to me felt like there was they've got her filmed a bit more but they've, they've taken out which I don't get why because yeah. the film's not that long but by the end of the time when you see him when you see Ruben by the end You've seen him like um, leave his house with his parents, and I was like, "Oh, that's going to be an interesting plot point." Never explored. They never go. They never, like go, they never go with it. And in the end, when you see, you don't see him for a while. You just see stares every now and then. And then you see him confront him in the end when they, when having like that uh, that block party, and they just start fighting. And I'm like, "I get you hated him, but how's it gotten to this from that?" And yeah. it's wasn't yeah. it supposed to be something in the middle, like even at the pie or something like that? Even, yeah, even, agreed. That was like a friendship. Well, I think that he's, guy. He's, he's jealous of the attention that, that Sunburn's getting, and it's yeah. I want to see it as well. That's you don't see what I don't see why he suddenly ch- he, he's persona changed because he's many. He's quite nice to him uh, yeah. early on, isn't he? he? Gets he he's the one who gets him into the group, right. and then he's, so, he's almost not happy for him that the fact that he's made friends with all these people. It's kind of a weird character. He's jealous to make the jump that he never could, and it's one of those things that that would have been like one of the more. I think that could have rivaled him and Ray's like little storyline and him him and Ray's yeah. little connection if it had been like explored fully but yeah. i feel there's a there's a little bit of background kind of like kerfuffle that went on because i watched this interview with him um what's it called now with uh mike alfred the guy who produced i'll send it afterwards the guy who did um midnight is the guy who leads um illegal civilization he, he got producing credit on the film and right. he went into it and he idolized john hill but then i was watching this interview with him and um I forgot his name. He's like one of the big like um, rap interviewers. He interviews Kanye and everyone all the time. And he was talking about how he doesn't like Jonah Hill anymore. And it made me sad. And I was like, why? How come? Really? And, yeah. And he was like, 
he's a bit of, he's got a bit of an ego i don't i don't like that i like him as a person because i've seen some of his like little indie like online films that he's done yeah. but he was like yeah in the film i saw i saw a side that i didn't like on set and we had a little bit of background trouble he's the only one that spoke out about it. so that makes me think there's a little bit of drama that stopped this film from being better than it should have and that's yeah. always the shit thing like there's behind the camera and there's in front of the camera and behind the camera you never see it so I was thinking, yeah. yeah I feel like the film could have been perfect it's just not out of 10 what would you give it? 10's a hard one 10's a hard rating 5's always better but so on, my, on my review I gave it a 4 out a 4 out of 5 I gave it yeah, yeah. I think 4 out of 5 is a fair and a just rating for it I think I don't, I'm not always a huge fan of ratings I think it's in, when you do a review yeah. I, think it's, I think it's important to give it for people who haven't seen the film and you're just looking to look at reviews to see if they want to watch a film on on a on an evening or whatever. So I think it's important to do. It's hard to do, and it's not always the best thing to do because I don't think ratings are always the be all and end all, really. But I did give it a four out of five, and I think that's a fair assessment of it. So those things with ratings, it was like um, I have like a big big hatred for um, like obviously the big aggregate Rotten Tomatoes because I don't feel like it's a it's a perfect review review system of movies. If we lived in a world where a movie would get a two-sentence review, I'd be good with that two-sentence review. But the second you see the word, like, out of or five, yeah. there's a good yeah. and a plus to it. I like saying it to people because that's the only way. Some people don't like listening. They just like, listen to sentences. They just want a quick, like, 10 seconds. I'll be like, ah, oh, seven out of 10. Just watch it. It's all yeah. right. But a sentence will do so much more than a number. And yeah. aggregates never work. Like, on Rotten Tomatoes, Sharknado's on 80s because out of 15 reviews, it's got, like, somewhat yeah. reviews but yeah. a film that's way higher like uh god knows what i can't remember like an independent film would suffer big time and it'd be on like a 75 or a 74 yeah that's the thing reigns i agree with you on that yeah one. I, th- I, th- I just think in, in t- film reviewing and i've really since obviously lockdown you're trying to find things to keep you keep mm, you yeah. buy time and stuff and i've really got into film reviews and looking at the history of it and all that stuff. and i've just seen so many film reviews where they're just out to slate films to make names for themselves so much I, bias i don't, so much. I don't I don't review films like I'm doing now. To, I only I only enjoy reviewing films that I enjoy. I don't like to review films which I haven't enjoyed, even though it needs yeah, to be done. Really? But I don't. Yeah, I don't like yeah. to review films which I didn't enjoy because I don't like to slate films. People have put time, money, and effort into these films, and and mm. sometimes it might not pay off. And I see all these people who, these these reviewers who are, are big time reviewers, and all they do is literally slate films to gain uh, views and whatever to, to make money. I'm just like, how do you enjoy slating really good films? I don't understand it. I have so many arguments. I get that so much. So many arguments every week on Twitter now I have with um, it's like people like, uh, I'll argue with someone. So I'll just see like someone retweeted this one thing about, um, like I think one of the last ones was about like one of the big ones, like Endgame. They'll, they'll say something and they just want to be the one person to hate it. Yeah. Or I can't exactly. believe it was, it was one of the um, it was one of the November releases. I can't believe which one it was now. I'll remember in a minute. And I think you might have been us actually. And they'd say something. Yeah. And I'd just be like, how? And I'd put so many points up forward. And all I have to my name and my credit is that I graduated films. That's that's what it takes for me to be taken seriously. And they, they wouldn't have, they would never have evidence. They'd just get called, I'd just get like, slander dog called names by these big people i'd look open the page and it'd be oh film critic for amc daily in the u.s yeah. you know? how have you how have you risen to the ranks and got that i feel like it's a generational gap thing we appreciate yeah. movies a lot more than some a lot of these people are older people and they're, yeah. that's how they got their jobs, but i just feel like just because you grew up in a time where castaway came out or big in the 90s yeah. and yeah, Tom totally Hanks is the best person you've ever seen doesn't mean something that's come out today 
is unmeasurable by that scale because that, that's, that's how you live your life. Then nothing's ever going to ever, ever going to come out because, ironically, all the films people like, these big reviewers like, are directed by not so big people. But yeah. there's certain things I, I don't I, I want to speak about. Like there's one on your wall there, Queen and Slim. I have issues with that film. I have so many. Really? Oh man, I have so many issues with Queen and Slim. Don't like it. Yeah. Okay. I was going to defend it, and it just it's a beautiful looking film. Amazing. Yeah. It's just everything from sound to like how things are put into frame. It's just amazing. It's such a nice montage. Yeah. As a story, I just feel like the film was built on as I'm black as well. And that's and it's a sensitive time, but like it was built on black trauma because it, yeah, it was just it just it's it sells. You know, sometimes it sells if it's not the, like us was just amazing and Gal yeah. was amazing. And I do, I, I, for, for me, obviously, so I, I'm a white person and I'm really yeah. trying to help what I can do with my film reviews to yeah, get as many get as many films out there which which portray. Um, what's the word, um, racism towards, or systemic racism towards yeah. uh, black people and things like that. So at the moment, I'm only reviewing films which I think are going to promote that. So the oh, last, so, so last, so the last, so I did um, Detroit yesterday. I did uh, Hidden Figures the day before and Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee's coming out on my Ooh, Instagram uh, today as well. And I think it's a real, at the moment, I think it'd be incentive to do films which aren't, wouldn't promote that. And I, one of my best friends is black, and it's, it's important for me to to promote that as much as I can while it while it's hot and make sure that people aren't forgetting about these things. So also on my Instagram, I've got highlights, which is a BLM. So all these films will all be on there if yeah. anyone wants to see. Oh, but, yeah. So Queen and Slim, obviously, for me, I think was important in terms of, it kind of portrayed the real life realities and the realities that, Obviously, I will never understand, but I, what I think people need to see is the the worries that black people have to uh, have to face in modern society. The fact that they can just get stopped uh, by a traffic light and then all that type and things like that. I think it's a, a real, real issue, which I think Queen and Slim portrayed very well in the first opening act to that film. That's something that's actually so true, too, in the sense of. When I watched that film, I watched it. I, was, um, I had an advanced ticket to see it like before the general release, so I, I went to see it like a like a, when I saw that shows, and I watched it, and I was I wanted like another another us personally, like another film yeah. that just shows systemic racism, and just kind of like slanders it down and breaks it down and shows it, and it showed every everything that showed in that film happens, and everything depressed and everything's true, and everything is something that a lot of white people don't see in day to day, like like literally like you just said then, like yeah. um, it's bringing out on the screen. And it's one of those rare films to see. To see right now, that is one of the films to watch. I'll say that. Yeah. But at the point when I watched it was a year ago when this. Um, it was it was about six months ago. There's still racism. Yeah. Obviously, racism is ongoing. Um, there's still racial profiling, and it came just after. What was it now? It's like a, there's a there's like a big um, case that was going on in America at the time of police brutality, where they think um, I think it was someone that got. A few months before, someone got stopped in like a, a traffic light, and they asked him to reach for his ID or something, and he got shot. Yeah. And that was a big film that was kind of that came out just a little bit after that. And yeah. it I think it's very important for people to watching these films right now yeah. to really try to try to educate yourself, and I'm doing it as well all the time. Educate myself as much as I can on on the on these real issues and themes, and it's important for every. And I think a film's a great way to do that. Not yeah. every film's the best film in the world, and you can critique yeah. it for many different oh, things. The themes that it shows, some uh, all of these films I think are really important to be watching right now. 
that's what I mean. It's just uh, some films just need to. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to watch a lot of the um, at the minute a lot of the uh, the nineties ones I've never seen, like early two thousand nineties films. So like I've never seen Training Day the other day, and I watched it for the first time. Never it is fucking amazing. Um, like the David Ayer film because I remember he, he wrote it but I've never seen him I'm trying to watch Menace to Society tonight and a few others just so I could see kind of him so yeah. so I can get in the mind of how racial profiling kind of worked back then because yeah. I did him like, like, exactly I'm not I would never and I want to stress this I would never say I'm an expert on it and I would never say that I could understand it because I can't and it's never something that I will ever have to worry about in life in my life because yeah. I come from a, a, a white, I, I'm, I am the embodiment of white privilege, and it's. I've seen so many things that are stressing me out recently of uh, uh, from white people that are just they're part of the problem and they don't understand it. And it's that's why movies are great. Just really worried on screen. That's why movies are great. That's, that's the thing with Queen and Slim. I was going to go into like how I didn't kind of um at the time I wanted a bit more out of it than just pushing black yeah. trauma. I wanted a bit more out of it in the sense of like. I didn't believe. Um, I forgot her name, but the one that's opposite Daniel Kaluuya, um, the actress. I didn't believe in her character. I, I felt like th- um, she kept reminding me that she was a lawyer and she's seen the systemic racism happen. Yeah. But yeah. all I saw in the film is just like um, just I saw a lot of um, just kind of um, I don't want to say bias, but I saw a lot of um, I know for a fact. Um, someone that really believes in the culture kind of made that film just to show the film was just the whole thing of showing how what's wrong in the system and I wanted a really kind of um, not balanced because there's a lot of things wrong in the system I wanted like a really full round film where I saw yeah. everything come around and I, I wanted to see a bit more of like um, I didn't want him what happened to him to happen I wanted him to go to a, like a, I wanted a court case and I wanted a lot out of it and I wanted to see a bit more and just to kind of um, yeah blacken you you know you, I'm, I'm going to be racist to you in terms of you know breaking all human rights right now and just take you down in this in this, in this arrest i would see how the whole system's broken i would see how the kind of if if there was if prison was even in the equation but i just yeah. saw a lot of uh, kind of um stereotypes being shown and reminding people of what um, we were watching it is that it's a shitty place to live in and mm-hmm. it was a good film i just wanted a bit more of that out of it. but right now what i said then should not have mattered because it's something that people do need to see and i feel like yeah the film that maybe a lot of white people should watch because I've had a lot of conversations on kind of the yeah, whole... Uh, definitely a film, definitely a film. Just to try and educate yeah. ourselves and yourself, uh, uh, sorry, ourselves no, 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 about, about, about this, about this. And it, it's, it's an important film to watch. And I've got the, this, these films that I'm going to be reviewing or yeah. making making note of, they're going to be going on for a while because it's, because it seems... It seems we need to it right now. We need it right now. A lot now. of things like that have happened throughout history. And... We talk about it for a week or so, and then it gets forgotten. These yeah. things, this can't be forgotten anymore. This needs to be actual change and an actual, an an actual. Um, what's the word? Um, Something needs it, to happen. It, 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 just needs, it needs to be com- spoken about constantly. So that's why I'm doing one film a day. So I'm staggering this, staggering this out as much as I can, yeah. and then it's all going to be on the Instagram. And hopefully, I'm going to get more of a following, so more and more people can see the see these films that they need to be watching. I'm gonna promo this so much because I've got I've got a few pages that are coming in. If you're listening to this, probably on YouTube until I find a way out to get it anywhere else. I'm gonna put a lot of these on the screen. I'm gonna push this a lot more, a lot, a lot of Joe stuff out there because people need to see not even just kind of like an in-depth look at film. People need to see films that are in-depth look at you know just the racial tirade that kind of people have been going through. Like you said, do the right thing. That came out at a point when I watched that film, I was angry. I came out angry. 
because that film spent like just the first three quarters of that film just showing you how much people really kind of how much people like um of just like you see a lot of people are ethnically ambiguous you're not sure where they're from you see a lot of people that are really yeah. pushing where they're from you see a lot of people that are italians that neighborhood's completely yeah. filled with people and they they're all just kind of backing each other and you see a little bit of fear of the system throughout the film and yeah. then the ending just goes down and I was just mad and that's one of those films that everyone in that I, I, I watched it at university I remember in one of my lectures and it was Thursday afternoon everybody was mad afterwards yeah that's course. what people need to see everyone was mad afterwards. one of the scene one of the scenes in that film I don't want to yeah. spoil it for anyone yeah, yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of the hardest scenes I've had to watch ever and it is so powerful it is so ending. important it is it is I can't stress enough how many people need to watch do the right thing and it is an absolute travesty Such that Spike Lee did not win an Oscar for that film nominated Such did not win and it's a travesty no and I, I mentioned this in my review it's Spike Lee's one of the most overlooked directors I think in Hollywood and in cinema he is supremely talented That's for his art regard, uh, he's awesome and he's and he's only ever won an Oscar for a screenplay in Black Klansman I just think I think he's what he and he, it, it's, it's hard it's hard to say but it's true that he is overlooked because he's a black man and he's and he speaks his mind like he's simple I've said this since day like he plays he plays movies like someone plays chess he knows I've never seen a Spike Lee film where I watched a character and I just thought how has he picked the best possible person for that role? Like, yeah. um, like Black Klansman, like um, not, not David, Washington. David, David Washington, and not even, not even him. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I was really backing at him driving that film. Yeah. Like I was, like the way everything that film, everything, everything Black Klansman. I'm not going to talk about because I do want to talk about it in a couple of weeks. But everything yeah. that film made sense. It was like a puzzle. Every scene connected. Every actor played yeah. to like the best possible. Even like just like the sickening, like the Klansman. Um, yeah. role that they got given to um, uh, the guy from that Soviet show I forgot his name but he just he's like he spent in my mind I have this idea that he spent 60 days just talking with the person like how he's led to take roles just talking yeah. to him through like I want you to do this I want you to do this how do you yeah. feel about this can you do this to the best potential can you say it yeah. can you not like, even even from Do the Right Thing one of his earlier films to now he's put 100% and he's still putting 100% he's yeah. overlooked massively yeah because the academy is to some extent Great racist and yeah. to a complete that's what Ricky Gervais says every single year and to all extent blind they get bought out like uh, they get bought um, we, everyone knows about the donations that people make like Warner Brothers are making everyone knows about the donations they're yeah. making persuading Corrupt, huh? it's how it, I lost all faith I've lost faith in years but broke me this year when Sandler didn't get recognition for oh, how? How? Oh my god! And then the day before, when he was at the Spirit Awards, and he did the speech, I just he just broke. Let's not I, talk about Uncut Gems because we'll no, 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 we'll do it, we'll do it. But yeah, that's. Uh, he's got a new film coming out. He's got The Five Bloods coming out next. Uh, the next Five Bloods. Oh, I can't wait for that. Even no. the casting. See how the casting was. Just, who did it? Who did it get out? Was um to Charles. Perfect cast. Perfect. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's, a, he's incredible, man. I need him. Needs a. Uh, Needs and needs some sort of um, I reckon this year is going to go to um, John then not Denzel's John David Washington Tenant. I reckon he's going to do something with Tenant that's not. And I have theories about Tenant. I have theories about how that's just basically Inception, but years later and everything. Yeah, it could be. I'm it interested. I mean, I mean, I just can't. I mean, yeah. Robert Pattinson changed his career. Robert Pattinson he's an unbelievable that actor now. Oh, Lighthouse. Was in Lighthouse? Yeah. Oh, sick. And I've not seen all that. Good time. Hmm. I've seen Good Time. No, I've not seen Good Time. I've heard about oh, Good Time. Oh man, you got that. Obviously, the Safdie brothers' first film. Yeah. For 
uh, Uncle Jim, watch Good Time. That is I'll watch sick. It's a thing. Like, it's after Brothers. I just I love them now, but I've only only seen Uncut Gems, and that was how I felt about um after um wasn't after Creed Creed came out, and um how do I, I'm not forgetting names today. The guy that directed Creed and he directed uh, Black Panther and did Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler because he did Fruitville Station before that, and I kept saying right. hey, Fruitville, Fruitville, Fruitville. Never watched Fruitville, but I feel like he he can make perfect movies. All these people are getting overlooked, and that was the big thing about the Oscars that year. Black Panther getting the, getting uh, getting recognition, and I wanted I wanted above Black, I wanted Coogler to get more recognition for that film, but Academy looks yeah. in a way that we don't. But that was the thing about that's I, I don't want to keep going too much because this is now turned from. Midnight is to midnight is plus other films that we're gonna talk about. I'm I'm, I'm gonna put that in a title. I'm gonna keep this in. Yeah. But I really want you to come back now in a couple over that next Definitely. couple of episodes. Oh mate, I'll be keen to. I'll be damn whenever. Yeah, we'll do it. Man. We'll get a few episodes. We'll get a few episodes out. I got this. Every episode is gonna have a bit of a different vibe. I'm gonna get for some films that I really want to look at. People like me and Joe have like kind of um not. I don't want to say done degrees, but. And I love film too much, but this is really kind of like what we we'll, we can talk for seven hours about this. Yeah. But yeah. for like, I want to get um also for I want I'm doing an episode on the Warriors next, but I want to get some uh, people who kind of um like some of these films I just kind of um just directed uh, and they're supposed to be marketed in a way where they're sold to people who are supposed to kind of go like let me put it this way. Fast and Furious is built towards someone who's supposed to go see Fast and Furious. And I know yeah. those people, and they hate Fast and Furious. And that's yeah. why when I get in some episodes, people just come in and say, like, you know, I, I'm not that big into film, but I will tell you many reasons why I'm not like, I'm not a fan of such and such. And I want to explore that. But in some films like this and Queen and Slim Down the Line and Black Klansman yeah. and Uncut Gems, yeah. I want to get people like Joe. Uh, I've got another friend called Jack. He's going to come in. I've got some people I went... Um, universe that are going to come in but it's going to be a full conversation sometimes it's serious sometimes it's fun sometimes it's a joke but um, yep. that's what I really enjoy but thanks Joe for coming on it okay, I'm going to promo the living shower everything you do I'm going to keep doing it from now until yep. the end of time thank you for coming on you're man. Bro.